one comic round with Dusty Keen. Uh, the show is uh, a sort of a variety jumbo show in sorts. Uh, we do interviews with all kinds of people, people who were my friends and colleagues who are making things happen, living their dreams, thought provokers, thought leaders in their industries. Um, and then musicians, artists, uh, creatives of all kinds. Um, and today I am really, really, really happy to have these mofos in the studio. We have uh, live from the Flatiron, we have the heavy hands, the old heavy uh, is, is in the house today. Um, we're gonna talk about all kinds of cool stuff with them. We also have a, a little visitor, which is new to the, the world. And uh, that's Norm, is that right? This is Norm. 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 The puppy is here, so that's going to be uh, fun to see how Norm uh, treats his first interview in podcast. Um, so welcome, the old heavy hands, and uh, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff today, man. I just, I'm fascinated with the first time I ever saw you guys play, uh, you did me the service of playing Common Grounds and tore the house down, man. It was really, it was an amazing show. I was blown away, and uh, and then I've followed you guys ever since and kind of seen this this explosive growth with you to now. I mean, I'm, I'm confident to say as a menu owner that, that you're the absolute in-town guaranteed ticket to sell out when you play. People love your stuff, they come to your stuff. It's original. The, the, the content and the, the, the songs are storytelling in so many ways and, and really, to me, impactful. And I love it. It's so fucking good. But this didn't happen overnight, nothing does. So I kind of want to talk to you guys about like how you met um, and then the history behind it because I don't you know those of you that don't know these guys all um, have a tattoo shop they work together in a tattoo shop and they founded Legacy Irons um, and and uh, this it sort of started I think with that these guys you know lay some ink into you and do some incredible work. Uh, as artists in their their own right in the tattoo vein, so uh, we'll kind of cover a little bit of all that. I'm gonna just uh, I guess anyone who wants to to go like how you guys met and, and came together. I think Nate has to start this one. Yeah, go for it. Well, I mean, it actually started way before tattoo. So when uh, we were in our early twenties, I guess it was. Larry was on tour. Uh, oh, all right. So go ahead. So you're talking about uh, how you guys first met. So yeah, so you know we were all young, and I played in a band here in Greensboro, and Larry played in a band in Chicago, and they were on tour. And Buddy Bill, so it goes all the way back to Buddy. Yeah, nice. He's so, actually gonna be on the show. So. Good, good. So Buddy lived in Greensboro, and I, I hung out with Buddy a bunch. We were buddies, and he had put out a comp with a bunch of punk, like pop punk bands on it, and uh, the band they were on tour with was on that. So they called Buddy in the middle of the night, and where I lived here in Greensboro, we had a bunch of uh, bands come and stay at our house all the time. So Buddy knew they could stay there. So they came by and we hung out for like fucking week or some shit. <laughs> and just like <laughs> some shows together. Just, we had, we played, yeah, that's right. We played like three shows together and we were two shows together and just fucking partied our asses off. And just became time. Yeah, just became real good friends. And uh, they went back to Chicago and their bass player left, which is another really good friend of ours. Uh, and uh, they asked me if I wanted to come play bass, so I was just traveling back and forth a little bit, and then you know moved up there to Chicago with Larry and those guys, and we just toured, and played, and partied our asses off. I lived in the basement of Larry's mom's house, 
Larry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we would wake up in the morning there and like play honestly these kind of songs. Yeah, yeah. We never played them with Tom Sawyer because it was like it was like post punk or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. I was in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were failing math. Yeah, you were failing math. <laughs> 100% failing math. Doing kickflips and failing math. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, and then, you know, I moved out there, we played. I ended up moving back here, long story short. And uh, then Larry was doing some house tats, and I had learned how to, I started producing tattooing and started tattooing. I was an EMT basic at the time. I was just doing well, yeah, it. Yeah, it wasn't. Wow. <laughs> he was an EMT, sorry. <laughs> He's saying a lot of that. That was the time. Yeah. 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 And for the record, they were damn good house tats. Damn good house tats. But, you know, we're buddies. We stayed in contact. They come down and we'd hang out, party. I'd go up there. And we said we're good friends. And, uh, eventually, after he was done being an EMT, he started driving, you know, I retired basically. Yeah, he retired from being Yeah, about thirty, I was, I was done. Yeah, that's some heavy stuff. What's like something that you've seen? Oh gosh, the craziest thing I ever saw was I was doing clinicals at the time at Christ Hospital, which is a real, it's a trauma hospital, and these paramedics brought in a dude who got shot point blank in the shin. And basically blew his leg off. It was uh, it was pretty gnarly to see that, you know. That was early in my career. I went to the Cook County Morgue one time to drop off a deceased person. And man, it is nothing like they show you in the movies. It took forever to get the smell out of my nose. Wow. You still remember that? Yeah. Like if you would get a simple waft of that again today, you would Yeah, you never forget that. Yeah. Well, sorry to go with that. Um, yeah, 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 there you go. Oh, God, yeah, oh, 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 the first time I ever met you was for a fundraiser for Tim LaFollin, who was uh, working with me at the time and a really fucking good friend of mine. And we made movies together and, and all kinds of, of, of businesses. And uh, some things that he did as an editor really impacted the foster care system. And we were just, I've never met anyone that I worked so well with together creatively as Tim and we were able to just, just do things and be polishing and turn up and that up. And, um, and so I, I met you when I went, they had a fundraiser for uh, his ALS, Tim died of ALS at 30, um, allegedly when um, he had this fundraiser where you can go get these birds, which I, I have on my shoulder. And for each bird that you got, you, the money went to his foundation off the, off the awesome. And you guys hosted that and did that uh, you know, out of your heart uh, for that cause. And, and so that's the first time I met you. You guys were at the other location location oh, yeah. which was right down here yeah know, the church um so how did that all come together when you got in the studio so uh i was i mean i've, I've been buddies with tim for a long time you know how you asked how the often awesome thing no no how like did you guys come together like when you got your first tattoo studio oh oh that? well yeah so you know so larry comes up moves down here and you know we start well you know he works for a couple other shops and comes and we Comes and works for me, and Larry, Dee was there when we first opened the shop. 
Well, you called me in, uh, when was that? I guess it was March or something. You're like, hey, I'll open yeah. up a tattoo shop, and I just moved back to Wichita, Kansas. How did you guys meet? How did you know? Tattooing. From tattooing. Uh, uh, when I worked down in Asheboro, he's from Asheboro, yeah. and we, he was always at the show. He was tattooing at the shop, learning how to tattoo then when I moved from Greensboro to Nashville to work. Okay. So that's where I really met Dean, we became buddies. And then, you know, I left that shop. He knew I was in Greensboro, so he was like, hey, you, you wanna come help me build a tattoo shop? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, and this was in 2000, I guess late 2009 or maybe early 2010. Yeah, 2009, yeah. And then, uh, so we started building a tattoo shop. Yeah, and then uh, Larry worked for a couple other people and then he came on, shit, I wasn't even there now. Well, me and Dean, Worked down in Ashboro yeah. together before we came and worked at Legacy. Yeah, we came about the same time. Yeah, I totaled a car and I moved back home for a little while after working for him already. So I was gone for about a year to the off. day, <laughs> and then uh, then Larry and I came back almost at the exact same time, and that was that was twenty eleven. Sorry, me and Dee started playing music together when we worked at Carnival Roads. Yeah. I was actually in old heavy hands. I was the banjo player before I, I was the <laughs> really? yeah. first show. Yeah. You sat on a stool, uh, yeah, and played banjo. I did, and we got paid for it. I think someone handed me like 17 bucks. And I was like, <laughs> really? Gold! And I was mind blown because I was I just played a couple songs on badly on a banjo and someone handed me a couple bucks. I was like, this is awesome. You get paid for drinking. It's <laughs> like four PBRs. I'm like a shot, maybe you find the nice bartender. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Larry and I played a bunch of guitar and banjo. And we would play we would play shows in Ashboro together actually. Yeah, yeah. we opened for Skyway Scrape. Yeah. <laughs> it was a real weird, weird time. And then we all came up. And, but we had all played guitar together. You know, they had songs, you know, and I would always want to play guitar with them. I loved their songs and I just wanted to be a part of it. Oh, I could play guitar, but I wasn't a good guitar player. I could follow along, steal their licks and their riffs and say hello. But, uh, more than a few times. Never, never in my life. You were playing one of those songs and you're like, you know, I told my friends I write this shit, right? Right. I wrote this for you, Emily. Who knows? But yeah, we always played, and uh, then once we all came up here, of course, we started playing. You know, it really started all having hands, I think, in my head. We played that uh, Pitbull benefit that Garrigan puts on. That's right, yeah. they did. They, did a, they do a thing where you cover, each band or group will cover a, a, a band. So say one person did, like, Rocky Erickson, the other so person did Elliot Smith. Elliot yeah. Smith, and we decided to do this band, Hot Water Music, that we all like, called punk rock band. Yeah. And, um, so we we scrounged up enough gear. None of us were playing like electric loud stuff at the time. Scrounged up some gear and we played it, and we loved it so much. We started playing, like we started writing songs, and they were real punk rock stuff at the beginning yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Before the real country stuff. Yeah. But yeah, and then it just kind of evolved from there. I have a video of us playing that. Song. Really, I'd love yeah. to see that. I I forgot about that. I have a video of that. Yeah, yeah, that but we all loved yeah. playing so much when we played that benefit. It was a pitbull benefit rescue, something or another. And, we loved it so much we just kept doing it and then yeah they started writing more songs yeah so how long officially have you guys been together is it like seven six seven years six or seven years six or seven yeah somewhere around there i could deep dive on instagram and find out when we were practicing but i would say somewhere roughly around then yeah 2012. yeah i don't know when our first show was that was the common or not common grounds but the other coffee shop uh, 
Green Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay. Yeah, you know, um, I remember the first time I really hung out with you, I think, first, and uh, Scott through Josh King. And, uh, I just really, I was like, man, these fucking guys are cool as shit. <laughs> these guys have yeah. a good time, man. And, uh, and so it, it amazed me, too. It's almost sort of pop in the shop, you know, and say hello whenever I was around. And every time I would go in, um, there would be uh, some Jason Nichols play. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. you know, there was like a lot of times I would go to Jason Nichols play. I was a huge Jason Nichols to the drive-by truck first scene, oh, yeah. progression, and you know, him uh, getting sober and, and doing uh, the solo stuff. Um, and now he's, you know, uh, just he's like every songwriter's uh, you know, top list. Guy. And guitar players. Do not fucking sleep on Jason Isbell with Milo. Let me oh, tell yeah. you so I've seen him. I just sit in bed and watch his IT videos, and he just like will sit there during quarantine and just no, no, no. I don't know of a better songwriter, poet like him than I in my lifetime. I've seen John Prime, you know. John, well, yes. Maybe. But, yeah. but uh, I mean, somebody has a just like, oh my God, where is that coming from? Yeah. Um, but then you saw, like, I think, uh, some glimpses of that inspirationally through the first album. Um, I thought, anyway, you know, and uh, it was really, really good. And then there was uh, like sort of a transition in the second album was, was very different. Yeah. Um, what do you think, like from you guys' perspective and playing together, um, that moment when you knew you had something very good in the first album, I think, and then what sort of inspired the transition into the difference in the second album? I think we can only do what we do, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think in the infancy of it, we, I don't think we really even knew what we wanted to do with it, you know, and I think. That's just kind of what came out at the time. And then once we kind of got a better grasp on it, and this is just me talking, I, don't, I can't say for them, but for, for me, you know, we wanted to play something or stuff that was more, you know, I guess, I won't say heavy, but more punk rock stuff that was like faster and just more us, you know. We did that, that the country record, which was, I liked, I love that record. But in my opinion, I didn't, we didn't know what, we knew what we were doing, but we didn't know exactly what we wanted to. We were three dudes when we came to the Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, and then then we started dialing it in with other musicians that were in the in old heavy hands, and we started to figure it out a bit more. Yeah, and I, I mean after after we recorded that record, when we started playing shows, we played with the full band, yeah. you know, almost all the time, and like we just kind of we didn't have a band on that first record. You know, the second one, we'd been playing shows and we had a band and it was like, we were playing, yeah, electric guitars and just rock and roll. And it just kind of, the live shows, the songs sounded nothing like the record did. Right. You know? So it's like, it's kind of just a natural progression into more electric and, you know, it's a lot more fun. It's, it's fun for us. You know, we still, we'll break out the acoustics occasionally, but not oh, it's bad. very so often. The last show we played here, minus the, uh, we did. We played an acoustic show before we, we had the live that Josh got playing stand-up and yeah. Yeah, Casey uh, Horton, Horton playing viola. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. Was I just very recorded cool. a song with Casey Horton, actually. Well, I did a song with Andrew Perro, and then Casey came and put um, some viola. Yeah, yeah that's great. And, uh, it's an interesting, you know, uh, she just can go into any oh, situation, yeah, yeah. man, and throw that so thing good. in. It's kind of like Casey Cramper, too, with the oh, yeah. Huey. You yeah. know, like, you bring him in, it doesn't matter what genre music you're playing in, it's going to fucking yeah. be good. Yeah. And Foods is cool. And so now that you've done the second album, and, and this has been a really fucking weird time, I hate, you know, the, the, the subject matter of the pandemic is over and stamped on everything, but it has certainly crushed the music, live music scene. 
live music. It's, yeah. It has been a fucking major blow. Uh, I've been shut down for six months as a live oh, yeah. venue. It hurts my man. I feel like uh, I'm just missing that so much, and uh, and we don't really know when when things are even going to be back to where we're going to, you know, you guys are going to look at, our, at this sold out crowd, which is easy for you guys to do and see just the, the energy and the faces yeah. and, and taking and getting in that moment. Dave McCracken and I were talking about where, you know, he was saying when that moment happens, that can only happen when you have a live right. crowd where yeah. it just happens and boom, it just moves to where it's going to go. And yeah. it's kind of moving through you and then through them and everybody's feeling that thing. You can't That's, see energy, you know? You can't. Yeah. And that can't be duplicated on a no. fucking live stream. No, man. no not at all. You Absolutely know, not. that's something that, that everybody has to experience. And if you have experienced it, you need it like a drug, man. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and so I know that that's been, had to have been difficult for you guys because you've had some pretty special shows, man. You have uh, a relationship, uh, I guess, with Oliver Peck, who's like an investor guy, and yeah. that's how you guys sort of travel to different destinations, one of which being Dallas, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that show and what that was like for you? Um, well, uh, we kind of met Oliver. Uh, one of those stories, you know, like, it was our first, I guess, long tour. And uh, Danny Reed, our buddy up in Asheville, and John Henry, they put out our first, uh, our first record. Like they did, they did everything for us. So they put out the first record, and uh, we were booking a tour out to play uh, the Austin City Limits, the three oh, ten uh, yeah, 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 in yeah. Texas, and we needed some dates filled. Danny was good buddies with Oliver. He let he sent Oliver one of our CDs of the first record. He loved it. Oh, that's awesome! And so we're like, hey, we need some shows, and he had uh, he had a big motorcycle um, thing going on. Oh, uh, Southern Throwdown or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was a big motorcycle show. So we played at uh, the Bomb Factory in Dallas at his at his motorcycle show. And then he booked us a show that same night at the after party at Three Links down in Deep Ellum. Three Links is awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so we go down there, hang with Oliver, play the shows, have best time, you know, and we just became really good friends that way. And when the next record was coming out, we had already been writing songs and stuff for it. And uh, they said something to me when we were down there the first time. Like, we want to put out your next record. We we're like, really? All right. So <laughs> yeah. we're like, sure, man. We just, you know, you know, we all tattooed. You know, we all have mutual respect for each other. And we, so I think it just kind of worked out. You know, they're, they're it's funnest dude to party with. Yeah, really? he, yeah, he's yeah. a party animal. <laughs> all those guys, man. I, I haven't met the anybody. best party host I think I've ever met. Best really? party who doesn't drink? Who doesn't drink? You know? Yeah, who doesn't drink at all? So like, he's just there. To, have a great time, yeah. and it's awesome. He's such a good dude, and and you know everyone that we met in Dallas have been great. People. Oh yeah, I haven't met anybody. Dallas down is there. really gracious to us for whatever reason. That's yeah, awesome. when we get to go play there, it's always we always know it's gonna be a fun time. It's like, always a fun Mardi time. Gras. It yeah. is every time. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, to be able to like have a, a, to to gain an audience, yeah, that you would not normally have. Yeah, right? Right. through something that comes to you. Yeah. It's the kind of shit I'm preaching a lot of times to people just on like an entrepreneurial level and on a level of life. Like, you know, when you start to live out the things and you start to put in the time and you're loving what you do and you're passionate about what you do, then these doors open up that you couldn't have ever imagined happen or even say this is going to happen. But because you're in the act of doing what you do yeah. and that you love it and that energy that you're putting out there is that, then these things happen and now you've got fans in Dallas that yeah. you never would have before. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's very strange. Yeah, it's interesting. It's intentional, but it seems unintentional. 
Right. Yeah. You know I mean? Well, you don't know what's happening in the moment. I think yeah. you know, and then then later on, you're like, oh wow, like that's that happened. That was awesome. You know. Right. Right. Um, and then now, you know, with all of this shit, um, what are you guys up to now? Are you recording another album? I mean, you just did a live show. You had a new song that came out from here. We did a live stream. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that had a single on it that yeah. was new. Um, what What's in the future for you guys, and what are you doing now as a, as a band creatively? Um, are you still? Do you find that with all this, you're getting to get less or more? Or? Well, we've been having issues, you know, getting everyone <laughs> together, but. We have been writing, yeah. I mean, we we got songs for days. We got songs. Yeah. We've been working on songs. We're starting tonight, actually, to with to start hashing the rest of them out, and hopefully, we're, we'll yeah, we're planning to be recording a new record really soon. So we got a lot of songs. We're just putting them all together. Yeah, uh, dude, I, you know, yeah. I can't wait till we fucking have a release here. Hopefully, yeah. But you know, we're gonna, I, I, you know, maybe we'll start. Maybe we'll release some more stuff as well. You know. To kind of to kind of keep stuff going, so you know we've been a little quiet for a little bit, but you know I mean, you know, much going on. So well, yeah, and I don't think anyone was too. Yeah, it's yeah, but you know it's uh, yeah, it, we're we're gonna do a new record soon. We're, we're real stoked about it, and uh, yeah, hopefully shows come back. Yeah, we'll I, see I, when. I mean, they, they but, will. Yeah. They will. I mean, I was it talking, will. I was talking to Dave uh, McCracken of Down the Buffalo. They own the you know the Shikori. Hills and they okay. have a, they own the festival um, yeah. uh, as well. Um, and so he was saying that their thought was that they would do one in the fall. And that was the, the hope, that fall of 2020. Yeah, yeah, it's about um, So that's here. Right, it's a year from now. But I, I think that, you know, hopefully if everybody gears up for that kind of thing, you know, yeah. in between then we have little pockets of things that happen. Yeah. Um, then, then fantastic. Well, I think a lot of great music will be written during this. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's um, already being written, for sure. And I'm hoping that the venues can hold on that, that host original yeah. music. I mean, that's a big difference between this this place and a lot of places, that we are a home for original music, and you, you guys are like, you know, the kings of that here in Greensboro. And I see, you know, articles everywhere where all these venues are shut down, and I get it, and I know right. why. I mean, even, you know, the Cat's Cradle was, was struggling extremely. I don't know what the outcome of that was, but they were one point really critical right and they yeah. had some help from outside and you're talking about a legendary venue that absolutely. that you know really has some of the best music around oh absolutely you know, here and and uh and you know there has to be places for that to be played so i'm hoping that you know these venues should stay alive and the music is there once that all intersects so that we don't go back to uh we've got a brewery and here's some covers you know right. like you, you have a chance to really discover some badass right. music like yeah. oliver peck was able to do you know, with it, and then that turned into a whole lot of people that are probably out there playing your shit right now across the country, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, which is cool. And you mentioned before that some of that, that when you played with Oliver was through like a, a, a motorcycle. Uh, yeah. Like a, uh, uh, it was a, um, it was a motorcycle show he put on in Dallas. Okay. And it was like all these uh, motorcycle builders and stuff. In uh, at the trees, and you know, and they had vendors, and then they had the big stage at or oh, so not trees, but at the bomb factory. Bomb factory. And then, uh, yes, yeah, so they had a big stage, there's bands playing and stuff. Like, and you, you do all of you ride bikes? Do you all ride bikes? No, four wheels just me. So, you do something cool though, uh, that you do like that sort of a fundraiser and a ride. I'd love a little bit to, to learn about that. And, like, for each of you, do you, if you guys want to be thinking about this, we kind of want to come away with uh, some things that you really give a shit about, you know, things that impact you or inspire you creatively because i know uh as you, as you talk about what you've been doing with the bike ride that's not easy to put together I mean, nothing is well i didn't put any of it together 
but <laughs> I, I did go on it and it's it's a great cause it's uh Aaron Fennin who's uh Oliver's right hand man you know they're best friends he uh he does True South which is uh they uh, it's a bike ride they do uh Ben Nichols from Lucero does it as well it's a bike riders tour but uh and it's uh it raises money all throughout the country for uh True South, which is Aaron's foundation, where if it's, it's go, it goes to help out, you know, tattooers who ride bikes, who don't usually have insurance when they go down, or people that don't, that you know, don't have insurance uh, to help them get through the crash, you know, anytime get, get on a motorcycle, because it happens, and it happens a lot, you know. Yeah. And so the bike rider store goes different spots in the country each year. They usually do it every year. It's about two weeks, and uh, we did it out west, and I played guitar and opened up shows every night for Ben and then uh, Oliver and it, well everybody tattoos during the day and then comes there at night it's just a big party but it's cool man and it's it's and they raffle off Bill um, donates a bunch of helmets to the ride so they raffle off these helmets all night long and they sell merch and like yeah it's just a good time you know it's amazing I was saying to you guys earlier before we started this <clears throat> the first time I went to like a uh, an old heavy show, you could tell that you had your own following because everyone was like yeah. jean jackets <laughs> up, tattooed up, man. They looked like a cult, dude. You know, yeah. like it's a lot of people you didn't want to fuck with, dude. Like it looked like they were like you know into it, man. And it was really cool. Um, but you you talk about the fact that there were fundraisers for tattooers and for bike riders, and it seems to be this close knit family that's nationwide that really gives oh, yeah. a shit about each other. I know Nate, you had some struggles. Uh, you know, health wise that were pretty serious. Yeah. Uh, recently, and, yeah. and you saw a lot of people in the community come together over that. Yeah. I'm really, I'm glad to see that, and I'm glad to see you looking good, man. And, and is everything, you know, how is that? Oh, I'm a hundred, I'm a hundred percent good, man. I'm free and clear. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, tattoo community, all of our friends, music community, everybody came together. You know, and supported that. It's definitely very special. You know, and it's it's very humbling as well. You know. Uh, but yeah, I'm free and clear now. That's great. And the fact that that community of people that, you know, they may look like people that you might not approach, right. you know, yeah, if you're sure. but let me tell you something, man, there's some of the kindness most giving people that I've met, you know, Absolutely. and, uh, it's really cool that to see them support each other like that. Oh yeah. Um, so what's something for you, Dave, that, uh, Mr. Dave itself, you give a shit about, man, that you well, first and foremost, I give a shit about this little pucker dog. What do I care about, Larry? What do you care about? I don't care about fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the spot. I'm trying to well, run if, the I, spot. if I care about that, you know, what's something that inspires you, man? Like something that you do that puts you in a good mood, that makes you feel good. In this puppy, I'm just joking. Um, man. No, it's music to people, being good to people. Alright. It's hard to be inspired right now. Right, well, sure. We'll, we'll, we'll start that process by the bow by saying, like, what's something that you're really grateful for? Um grateful for tattooing and being able to be allowed to make a living at the moment where so many people are not able to. And you know what you love at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I'm very it's fortunate. Awesome. You know, a lot of people are struggling uh, right now to make ends meet. You know, whether it's bar food, musicians, you know, whatever industry that is affected heavily with all this crap. So I'm thankful that I get to go into work every day and draw pictures on people to pay my bills. Yeah, man. And Larry, you know, you're the one of the group. It's interesting because uh, we're talking about all the Beck doesn't drink. You don't drink either. 
no. Uh, and you're around like some terrible <laughs> drinkers, man. <laughs> so, Sorry. Yeah. Is that, I, you, you I mean, I'm story? a recovering alcoholic, so I'm not, you know, trying to think I'm better than everybody. You know, I just don't need to drink now. Were you at 10 years now? Nine. Nine. Nine years. January. That's four. awesome, dude. Towards congratulations for that, man. It's, right. it's, it's, now that you're, you're hitting tattooing, rock and roll, and, uh, hang out with some heavy hitters so it's like you know uh you're always having a good time though i've never seen you you know like ah whatever you know it doesn't really seem to bother you i find my wings to keep my mind saying <laughs> but uh yeah uh so in that same vein like what's something that you uh, feel like you really give a shit about and inspired by my family my wife and kid you know my my daughter is what drives me to do everything you know, other than that, I'm a nerd. You know, I love I love music as a fan. Yeah. You know, I love listening to music, making it. He's so, the biggest fan I've ever known of music. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That also totally nerd. Music. Yeah. I also love basketball. I like watching skateboarding. That inspires me. Yeah. 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 Dang, that's a good one. Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I want to I want to play music. You know the way that Jamie. <laughs> what an interesting, you know, maybe you can, uh, you know, in some coming shows, we'll just have a big half pipe and just play, play, play the music when it comes together. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not a great skateboarder, that's for sure. Well, little Nate goes out there and skates while we uh, practice and yeah. we go into that, I'm that's sure. That's cool, yeah. yeah. <laughs> dude, that's like fucking, dude, that's your own little live band that you're, you're, yeah. you're dropping in, like, yeah. Yeah, you get to skate with some jams. So let's uh, talk about where we get your music, man. Um, like, where do we buy merch? Where do we get your albums? Things like that that you can do to help support these guys to continue to do what they do. Uh, as we figure out that, I'm I'm really hoping that there is a an old heavy hand show at the Flatiron in the near future. And I, you know, while we not may not know when that'll be, um, you know, I'm really really looking forward to that. And, uh, and anything we can do to help, man, I, I always of course will be there for that contribute whatever way I can but so for anyone listening that would like to check out the music buy the music buy a shirt whatever they have that's marketing man I've got an old heavy head white claw kind of oh, yeah. crazy, you know, <laughs> one of the shows which are great uh, which actually fit the white claw can yeah so you know where do we pick up some of that stuff and how do we like you know tap in and tune into what you guys are doing um, well we have a uh, old heavy hands band camp where you can buy all the merch at okay. we sell our merch there uh, records, CDs. I don't know if we have any CDs left. We got a couple. Got a couple. Got a couple of the first record left, uh, and then uh, you can listen to it on all streaming platforms anywhere. So except for Touch Tunes in any local. Except for Touch Tunes, <laughs> we're working on that. You know the bars. Bars. God, so God. Right now, so it What is that? It's like this antiquated piece of whatever that I sits there, and you can never anything I've ever pushed into a Touch Tunes, they don't have. I miss the it's old like, fucking jukeboxes. The, fuck? the old college chill jukeboxes. Oh, oh man, had I fucking black flag on it. Shit. Like, like you it was, bring your own record in. Like, bring your oh own yeah, shit. it was a shit. It was a mess. It had cuts of wish in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We'd be in there fucking jamming some cuts of wish. That was good. Yes. Well, I just want to say, man, it really. I know that you guys have tons of shit to do and other shit you can do. It's really. I'm grateful that you guys took your time out to come in and talk to me, man on the podcast. I think anybody listening is going to get it. 
a great glimpse of, of who you are. If you haven't heard of or know about Old Heavy Hands, you need to discover them. They're fucking amazing, and uh, I'm just really grateful that you spent time with me. Thanks There's anything you want to go out there, shout out, whatever. You can also get tattooed by these guys. Legacy Iron Tattoo. Legacy Iron Tattoo. Which I make an appointment for. As soon as we're done with this, uh, I'm getting some new ink by these brothers. Um, so make sure that you do that if you want some art. Man, these guys are absolutely fucking masters of what they do, in my opinion. Uh, and they are downtown on McGee Street, Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, so fly in or call in and make an appointment and get some ink on you by these guys who uh, I think are destined to be uh, impact makers with their music to thousands and thousands of people. Um, so again, thank you guys very, very much. Like the channel, subscribe to this. There's a lot more content from that. We're going to lead you out with a little heavy hands jam. And uh, again, thank you guys very much. Thanks for having us, man. Yes, sir. Yeah.
about her mom and dad I'm sure by now she's forgotten Said no boy she's waiting out 